This is the FS Tech Podcast. Welcome to the FS Tech Podcast. I'm Hannah McGrath, the editor of FS Tech, and in today's episode, we're going to take a look at the key drivers for insurers in modernizing their operations and the strategies and technologies they are deploying to achieve this. In today's world of digital platforms, the insurance industry is racing to catch up with customer demand for real-time, personalized services across a range of channels and apps. But as the InsurTech competitors step up the speed and ease of access to insurance and begin to build the open insurance ecosystem of the future, more established players are struggling to prioritize and orchestrate the cultural, technological and infrastructural shifts necessary to adapt to the new realities of digital business. So in this podcast, we're going to take a closer look at some of the key modernization strategies available to insurers and conduct a reality check on just how advanced the industry is in its shift to digital, as well as what the future of the open insurance ecosystem looks like. And to help me do this, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Jeff Bikutzi. He's Global Insurance Lead at Red Hat. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff. It's great to have you here with us today. Thank you, Hannah. It's great to be here. Fabulous. Okay, well, I'm just going to jump in with our first question. And that's about sort of the wider business strategy um, around transformation and insurance. So what should insurers be looking to achieve in terms of customer experience and business strategy? And what kind of technologies are needed to support this modernization? It's a perfect lead. And I think to, to some extent, your intro covers a lot of it as well. Insurers today are looking for that greater policyholder experience, right? Anything that they do from a strategy from business to technology needs to deliver a greater policyholder experience. There's no question that what we're seeing from the market from a technology provider is is the marrying of that technology and the business strategy all the way up to delivering that customer experience. In fact, what we have seen a number of times is that insurers are actually focusing only on initiatives that have a tangible business result, a tangible policyholder experience result. So if you can't justify how a technology project actually impacts the customer experience at the end of that project, you're more likely to see that project be deprioritized, especially as we start moving into future markets. It's been very interesting to see the shift from technology projects and business projects being handled separately as over the last four or five years for insurance companies to really marry those things together. The technology areas are getting very much closer to the business areas in a lot of ways. And I think that a lot of this is stemming from that driver to be a customer-centric organization, putting the policyholder in the middle of everything that they do. So it can't be just about how claims is faster and efficient in saving the organization money. It has to be about how it's streamlining the process for the policyholder. There are technology drivers behind all of those things. How can technology support those? How can your technology stack increase those capabilities? But if it doesn't result in that policyholder experience, then they're less likely to be focused on it. Absolutely. And, and I think a lot of insurers, particularly the established insurers, feel as though they're under quite a lot of pressure from competitors and perhaps more technologically advanced or even cloud native insure tech providers. And when you talked about that customer experience, there's now such a range of different endpoints and different, um, almost different front end experiences that are available to customers. And I guess your job and what you guys are doing in the market is trying to help larger insurers bring themselves into line in terms of that customer experience piece. 
I agree 100%. And in fact, one of the things that you just mentioned was depending on the type of insurer, depending on the type of insurance that you're offering, it impacts that policyholder experience a little bit differently. If you look at life insurance, the policyholder experience might be more personalization because life insurance is a lower volume, but higher margin business for a lot of insurers. They need to customize, they need to get closer and provide a lifestyle value to a policyholder. So that's how where they're driving value. But it also means that they need to improve their underwriting. They need to improve all insurers are looking to improve their underwriting, but a life insurance might be looking at how to improve the middle piece of their middle office as a way of driving policyholder value. Whereas a property and casualty insurer, they may be looking at very specific points of using IoT devices, sensors, things of that nature to customize how they're delivering a property and casualty insurer. So that's much more of a marketability and you know, driving the channel forward within property and casualty. All of those things happen to have the customer sitting in the center, but where that lever is for the insurance provider is actually very different depending on the type of insurance that they're delivering. Yeah, absolutely. And very different in terms of sort of what kind of data they need and how they bring that data back into the business. You said IoT there, but very, very different, almost like hardware that needs to be deployed in terms of technology um, in order to uh, optimize that experience for the customer and, and to make everything more efficient in terms of getting the data where it needs to be. So I mentioned earlier um, this idea of building an open insurance ecosystem. Um, in other parts of uh, the financial services industry, um, open banking technology is quite advanced, um, obviously in banking and in the sort of the, the customer customer facing fintechs, for example, um, but also with the larger banks. How does it differ for the insurance industry? You know, what what kind of um, challenges are there that are specific to the insurance industry in moving towards an open insurance ecosystem? Um, And what would that look like? I think that the largest difference between the open banking technology and what would be, you know, termed as an open insurance ecosystem is, is that, you know, a few years back, the open banking technology was really being driven by a regulation. You know, um, the, the regulations that were there in place that were putting onto banks, the open banking requirements really did drive the initiative through the banks. It required them to go out and set up the technologies to allow the single sign-ons, making sure that the data was being secure and ingested from a third party. All of those pieces were part of a requirement for the innovation that was stemming from fintechs. Rightfully so, the, the regulators that were looking at it were really putting the customer, again, uh, ahead of everything. You know, How can we make sure that innovation is safe? How do you make sure that the data that's being transferred is in line with other regulations, like from a data privacy standpoint? All of those things needed to be in place. Open insurance doesn't have that regulatory driver. So as much of an an emphasis, certainly the data privacy pieces are there for insurance, which really does lead us to a lot of insurance companies are not nearly as far along, obviously, as on the technology side as they are for open banking. What we do see is insurers that are looking at, well, how do we engage that ecosystem? There's a lot of business reasons why open banking should be just good business practice Mm -hmm. from a bank's standpoint, right? It's a good way of engaging fintechs. It's a good way of providing innovation. All of those things still are true for insurance companies as they look at open insurance and building that ecosystem. So they're now looking at it going, that is 
from a business standpoint, it makes complete sense. We need to innovate. We need to engage in insure techs. And how do we do that in the most secure way? How do we do that by building an ecosystem? And are there things from open banking that we can leverage that makes sense for us to do? I mean, it's not always apples to apples when yeah. it comes to from, you know, for banking to insurance. And in a lot of cases, it's not apples at all. Um, there are a, a lot of differences, but there are things that you can look at that from a technology company, from a software side, from an infrastructure side that are similar in the way an insurance company needs to deliver that ecosystem so that they are being secure, so that they are offering you know, their policyholders the safety of engaging with these insure techs that provide much deeper service than they can provide than an insurance can provide by themselves. Absolutely. And when we look at sort of the, the technological implementation that needs to support that, um, what are the specific challenges for insurers as they look to integrate and share data um, to build the open insurance model? Um, and how are some of them overcoming these pain points? What are you seeing in terms of technology rollout? So from a, from a pure technology rollout, I mean, they are looking at engaging in a cloud native way. When we say cloud native, it means a number of different things, but an insurer's development group, if they have a robust development group, and most large insurers do, but even if they, you know, if you don't have a team of, you know, 200 developers working or, you know, 2000 developers working on a particular innovation, it can get challenging if the skill set isn't there. So we do see the lingering skills gap in the developer world for insurance organizations as they look to roll out larger innovation. But there's also the piece of that puzzle that we were just talking about with that building of the ecosystem, making sure that the data standards are consistent across the entire platform, because you do run into conflicting challenges. You have data privacy rights. You have, okay, where is this insure tech? Uh, do they need all of the data that we may be exposing as part of this ecosystem? They're really only supposed to be asking for and collecting data that can be used to offer that service as part of the data privacy rights from PSD2. So you have all of those pieces that are in place that cause a drag on their ability to really go in and scale out the ability for an open ecosystem. So what we are seeing is that the insurers and their developers can access a consistent way of pulling together their infrastructure so that they can deliver a similar experience across their enterprise. So if you think about it, it's not one developer team developing and deploying one piece, one application that can impact a, a customer experience. Yes, they are delivering an application, but they're building it on a foundation that can then be shared with another group that can also tie into that use some of the same data, incorporate some of the pieces from a different data set, from a different functionality within the organization, and then provide another application. This is how you scale effectively. What the challenge is for a lot of insurers and from a lot of financial services is that they have these silos that have been set up and they've been very effective at delivering an application. They've been very effective at delivering pieces of open banking, of open insurance, of tying into and partnering with one single insure tech. But being able to scale that out has been where the challenge is. And if you look at it from an enterprise infrastructure standpoint, that's exactly what you know an organization like Red Hat is set up. So if you're building it on a stable Kubernetes-based container environment, then you're, you're able to leverage all of those pieces and 
extend your capabilities out to the rest of your infrastructure, the rest of your enterprise. And by the next step, extend that out to the ecosystem. Because ultimately that's where it is. An insurer can't do everything themselves. They want to be able to engage, but you need that solid foundation to be able to do that. Absolutely. And it, it sounds to me as though it's going to be reliant on a range of technologies. I mean, open banking is being um, obviously mostly reliant on um, on secure APIs, but, you know, mentioning their sort of microservices and, and applications there in, in terms of application development, um, which looks like it's sort of building, as you said, an ecosystem, not just of, of people and teams, but also of technologies that are working together to share that data and to actually leverage it. You mentioned briefly at the start there um, the role of cloud. And I just wanted to go a bit further into the role of cloud for insurers um, as they look to modernize. I mean, you know, what role is cloud currently playing in um, insurance modernization strategies? So I think that the cloud piece of the puzzle ties into what you had just referenced, right? So if open banking is being looked at as largely like an API-driven initiative, I think the argument that we would probably make is obviously absolutely there's APIs. It's API driven because that's where the connection is. That's where the exchange of information is. That's how the developers are partnering. You want to make sure that the API connection, the management, the orchestration are there. And that is a large part of where open banking is. It's actually a large part of where open insurance will be as well, because ultimately we're trying to connect. I would argue that it's not just APIs. It actually involves the cloud strategy. It involves how you're building your infrastructure. It involves, you know, how you're training your your developers, what the culture is like in your organization to be able to collaborate and, and share effectively. All of those things are combining to, to give you an open insurance strategy, right? And I would say that, you know, that was a similar discovery that we had from all of the experience that we had from an open banking strategy. It does take a lot of pieces to create that strategic muscle memory to deliver open insurance, right? So if you looked at it as just a, well, it's an open API strategy, then you're still only looking at a portion of what is being delivered. To answer more specifically in regards to the cloud when it comes to modernizing their strategy, insurers are deep in legacy on-premise data mainframe. And it's not a real mystery. You know, we're not identifying, you know, <laughs> the checklist or the gap that as an insurer, you're steep in legacy. They all know it. We've all been working towards getting them to modernize, modernizing their core functions, modernizing their application pieces, modernizing their culture is something that Red Hat has been working with insurers, um, you know, pretty consistently for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. So as they look at the cloud and moving into the cloud and moving into a hybrid cloud that allows them to take the measured risk adverse steps from mainframe to a private cloud, to a public cloud, it really is looking at how and what best suits their risk needs. And I guess, you know, when you bring that risk in, there's also, you know, that there's a perceived risk to too much technologically driven disruption. And that sort of brings us on to our next question, which is looking to the future. And um, there are currently quite a lot of use cases for AI and machine learning, sort of many and various across the different sort of subsectors of insurance. Um, but what are the best strategies for making these processes scalable across the business when we're looking at AI, machine learning, automation? Um, what's specific to insurance here? Um, I would say that this absolutely goes back to what we had mentioned a little bit earlier in regards to the infrastructure being flexible enough to offer scale. I would say that within the next 
12 to 24 months, you're going to see AI machine learning almost in every insurance trend pop up. It's already, I mean, it's already there to some extent. Insurers are, as we look to the future, the AI and machine learning piece of their puzzle will need to be expanded. I think where we have seen insurers focus on AI and machine learning is, is similar to other applications where they've been very siloed. Their data scientists are working on a very specific problem. You know, if it happens to be for, you know, let's look at, you know, catastrophe mapping for, for property casualty and how they're using using AI or they're using machine learning for claims analysis or for fraud protection and analysis. They're using things that are very much in their data scientists are very much looking at a single point to deliver AI models or machine learning capabilities at a very particular level. And I think insurance companies have become very good at actually providing one model one AI application, working with external providers to provide that secure AI machine learning piece. The problem that they run into is handling one and maintaining one AI model is doable. It's very manageable. Handling two is still manageable. Handling 10 may be manageable. But when you get to a certain point where a critical mass happens to hit your data science teams and your infrastructure becomes much more complex to handle 50, to handle 100, especially if these models are constantly need to be updating, the machine learning need to be retrained. Again, it just will become very, very cumbersome to handle it with your current resources, which again, you may not have all of the resources that you need. The best strategies that we are seeing from across the financial services industry, and this is including insurers, is that when you're building an AI strategy, that you're incorporating the platform that requires and delivers the scalability of that AI platform. It can't be an afterthought, okay. right? So we will see institutions really kind of stand up at an enterprise level, the platform for AI, right? Absent yeah. of a particular driver. They usually start with a use case. They usually, would, well, they have a handful of them in place. But if you start thinking about, you know, what type of tools the data scientists need, it's not consistent across the enterprise. Some data scientists like to use, you know, one tool set versus another, where some in the same organization, they might be using something completely different, right? So you can't just you know, offer one way of doing things. Your platform needs to be flexible. Your platform needs to be scalable. And that's the right mix, the best strategy for success. Because if you have to keep on repeating yourself and you can't leverage what you've already done, then it's going to take you much longer to do things. And then, you know, your competitors may have taken a different approach and they might be able to leverage these best strategies before you. Yeah, absolutely. So looking at both technology and sort of the culture and it, it, as part of that, the skills gap as well, ensuring that you have the right resources, the right skills, the right people in the right place um, in order to really sort of, again, build that ecosystem and make sure that the, the business as a whole is ready for that digital transformation. Um, thanks so much for that, Jeff. Um, unfortunately, we've come to time now and that's all we've got time for for today's episode. But if our listeners would like to find out a bit more about Red Hat um, and the work they do with insurers, where can we send them? So I would send them quickly to our website. It is right there. It's just redhat.com slash FSI. We have plenty of information there for insurers looking to contact Red Hat. 
Fantastic. Okay. Um, well, thank you ever so much, Jeff, for, for sharing your insights um, with me today. I've certainly learned a lot and um, I hope to welcome you back onto another FS Tech podcast very soon. If any of you guys uh, as listeners have any suggestions for topics or themes that you'd like uh, to discuss in the FS Tech podcast, um, please do get in contact with us by going to the FS Tech website and going to the Contact Us page. Until next time, and thanks very much, Jeff, and I'll see you all again very soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the FS Tech Podcast.